You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 1250. You know, and I'm scrolling on the internet. I was like looking on your website. I was like, wait, you have other courses? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, tell me about this land course. What is that? So he told me, he's like, actually, it's a great course. It's like the houses, but it's more simple. And I'm like, I want simple. I need simple. My life is way too complicated right now. Anyway, it's so not my style. I'm a lot more, I need to do my research. I weigh pros and cons. I, you know, you know me, I don't just jump into things, but I was like on the spot. I was like, I'm doing this. I'm buying it. It was 4,500 or something like that. I was like, okay, here's my credit card. Just do it. And it was the best thing I ever did. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. Podcast. I'm your host today, Brent Bowers, the land man, and I have Alana on today. Man, Alana has done five land deals now. She's a single mother of four, and she's going to break down a couple land deals. She's going to talk about the first one, how she sent out 2,000 letters, ended up getting eight contracts, but had to cancel six of them. Now, we're all scared to death to cancel contracts, and she's going to tell you like what she had to go through to cancel these contracts and the fears and the terror she had to actually get out there and start taking steps. She's also going to talk to you about how she did her first land deal, how she found that seller, how she found the buyer. The buyer turned out to be a five-year-old granddaughter. It's incredible. And then she's also got a check on the way right now for her fifth land deal in a very short amount of time. I can't wait to get right into it. Let's just go. Hey, Alana, how are you doing today? I'm great. So in 30 to 60 seconds, tell Rhino Nation a little bit about yourself and what you're up to and how the heck you got into land wholesaling. So my name is Alana Cohen. I am an interior designer by trade. I've been doing it for 20 years. I went to school for it and I worked for other companies for a while. And then I started my own company in 2013. In 2017, my life kind of fell apart. It was in crisis. I was getting divorced. My baby was six years old. My oldest was 15 years old. I had four kids and I had no idea how I was going to support myself. And so I had to go. I went through a real soul searching period and just trying to figure it out and just being terrified, not knowing how it's all going to work out. Just uh, the only thing that I knew was, okay, what could produce enough income to first of all, support a family of five in New Jersey. And second of all, potentially maybe one day give me financial freedom. And the two areas that I kind of like heard of were real estate and stocks. And I'm like, okay, stocks is something out there. I'm not comfortable you know, talking about stocks. I don't know anything about stocks, real estate, totally not comfortable doing it. I never even owned a property for my own self. I never bought a house or anything. I still rent also very out of my depth, but it was the closest related thing to interior design. So I'm like, all right, let me look into that. So once I started searching kind of online, I came to, I heard about wholesaling, didn't know what it was, bought like a $99 course, very unprofessional, but great. Like was just simple and to the point. I listened to it. It was about houses though. And I was like, all right, I'm going to have to do this. Right. And so I was asking a bunch of friends for information. If they know anyone that I could speak to that's doing that. And uh, I got to, and I promised him, I'm going to give him a shout out. Ben Turk was the guy that introduced me to Wholesaling Inc. And uh, he told me, he's like, actually, you know, it's it's a great course. I took it. Brent uh, Daniels is awesome, whatever. So and they're having a sale now. It's July 4th. Why don't you 
you know, go ahead and, and get that course. And I'm like, do you know anyone that's successful? Do you know anyone that's doing it? He's like, actually, I do. You know, I'm part of this group and it's great. Anyway, I did my research and uh, I called you guys up. You know, I called to sign up for the TTP course. And while I have this guy on the phone, whoever that was, the intro guy, and, you know, and I'm scrolling on the internet. I was like looking on your website. I was like, wait, you have other courses? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, tell me about this land course. What is that? So he told me, he's like, actually, it's a great course. It's like the houses, but it's more simple. And I'm like, I want simple. I need simple. My life is way too complicated right now. Anyway, it's so not my style. I'm a lot more, I need to do my research. I weigh pros and cons. I, you know, you know me, I don't just jump into things, but I was like on the spot. I was like, I'm doing this. I'm buying it. It was 4,500 or something like that. I was like, okay, here's my credit card. Just do it. And it was the best thing I ever did. Oh my gosh. Wow. I didn't know all of that. And this is why I love getting the interview on, on the podcast. Hold your feet to the fire. Whoa. Holy cow. I'm over here like <laughs> taking notes. And that's crazy. You came in to be a house wholesaler. I'm a divorce in 2017. Like, I can't even imagine what you were going through. Uh, just knowing that like you had to go out there and start making a bunch of income for a family of five in one of the most expensive states in the United States, New Jersey. And my hat's off to you because you were actually the first land shark to join from New Jersey. And you're a pioneer, Alana. You were an absolute pioneer. I'm so excited. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, you were the first. And, you know, single mother of four with being a pioneer. So, oh my gosh. All right. So thanks. Thank God. Thank God for Benter and introducing you to Wholesaling Inc. Uh, You are on Rhino Nation. You're on the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. Here we go. And I am about to blast the victory bell. So, okay. What? did things look like for you? I know that you kind of had like a a struggle a little bit. Like there was a lot of this. I I know like when you said that you usually overthink things. Yeah. I I feel like you had a lot of analysis paralysis. And I think that you wanted to kind of understand everything before you went out there and did a land deal. Like, let's talk about that, how you got over that, because you're not alone in that, you know, a lot of people kind of want to understand from A to Z before we go out and start mailing landowners. But let's talk about that a little bit. What got you over that fear or analysis paralysis? It might even be fear. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Oh, it was, it was terror, actually, not fear. It was terror. <laughs> <laughs> so it's such a good question. And honestly, like this is, like I mentioned earlier, this is why I even came on here today because. I'm not comfortable doing podcasts. I'm a massive introvert. Okay. I don't like to be in the spotlight. You know, I don't like attention, but the truth is, is that it's been a very intense experience. And I think that if I would have heard someone like me a year ago on a podcast, it would have given me a lot more hope, a lot more confidence. And, and that's why I'm doing it. Even if there's, you know, one person out there in a similar situation, I'm happy to share how I got to where I got to. And by the way, by no means am I an expert. I'm just contributing to the conversation. But I do want to say it's great timing because I just finished my fifth deal. The check is in the mail. It's my biggest deal by so far. Um, fifth, 20- fifth, like number five, the big five. five. Yes. And um, I think it's really significant because I don't know if you um, probably do remember the initial phone call when I just signed up and you gave me that call back. Like, hey, I just want to introduce myself. I'm Brent and, you know, I'm the coach. And I, I don't know if you remember, but I put you in the hot seat. I was grilling you. I was like, who are you? I don't trust this. I was so skeptical, but really it was just fear, you know, honestly. And also, you know, the unsolicited advice from people, 
and like old negative beliefs of like, don't trust anyone. You know, there's a lot of scammers out there. Of course, he wants you to be part of his course. You know, he's getting paid for like all the things. Right. And um, I was just grilling you. I was like, I don't know who you are. Is this real? <laughs> I don't know if you remember. And you I were, I do remember. You were, <laughs> you were, <laughs> I'm one of those, but I do want to say how smart you were because you didn't, because the instinct is to go into like, well, this is, you know, let me tell you what I do. Let me tell you how I'm so successful, right? Instead, you were like, okay, what do you need to start believing in the process and that this is going to work for you? How many deals do you need to make? And you completely turned it around for me. I was like, oh, if we could make it into a measurable thing and you're confident enough to tell me like, oh, you're going to get there because, you know, whatever. It really changed things for me. I was like, well, you know what? I haven't even thought about it. All I thought about it, how skeptical I am and how terrified I am to even jump in. And I'm like, hmm, probably five deals. That is what I said. And I was like, at that time, I couldn't even imagine doing one deal, let alone five deals felt like it was going to be years and decades away if, you know, so it's my fifth deal and it's actually pretty significant for me. Oh my gosh. Yes. I do remember the conversation. I remember exactly where I was at because I stepped outside because I had three kids running around the house and I was like, Hey honey, like said to my wife, <laughs> this one's going to be a little longer uh, as far as a welcome call. Cause I, I love to do welcome calls. Like that is the highlight of my day, but I knew like I was going to have to spend a little bit of extra time on this one. So it worked out very well. And I'm really glad that you hit the fifth deal. Let's talk about that first deal. And when you're talking, I want you to talk to that single mother of four, or maybe just a single mother. It doesn't matter. She doesn't have to have four children. Talk to Alana a year ago, you know, like, cause I want to break it down. Like, how did you find that land deal? Mm -hmm. What did you do to get that seller? You know, like first off, okay. How did you find that first land deal? Before we even talk about that, I do want to say like, okay. So again, this is why I'm doing this. It's been a pretty isolating journey for me because even though I've met people who have different circum part, some of the circumstances that I have, I've never met someone with, you know, all of the things that I come with. So for example, when I joined, like now more women have been joining uh, since like a year and a half ago when I bought this course. But like when I joined, I was probably only one woman on Q and A's for a long time. And I didn't know what the heck was flying on those Q and A's. And I was the only woman. So that just that alone. Okay. So only woman, first generation immigrant, no sales background, no real estate background at all. Like I didn't when, you know, one of the modules, I was supposed to like, look at the properties, look at the pieces of land, the map or whatever. I'm like, what am I even looking at? It looks like a brown and green mush. Like I didn't even know how to read a map. Okay. So having four kids, not knowing how I was going to support myself, like just so many things, major introvert. Cause I was like, Oh, to be in sales, you know, you have to be good at small talk. I hate small talk. You have to go out and network. I hate networking. So I'm like, how's this ever going to work? So I was terrified to be honest. So that's why, you know, came out like sometimes fear comes out as skepticism. Sometimes it comes out as like a, an attack almost. And I'm sorry if I <laughs> attacked you, but you know, that's, you're just trying to really protect yourself that, you know, and plus the background is that I went through a lot of trauma and no one talks about this. And I think it's so important to bring it up in business because it really affects your entire outlook on life on what's possible for you on what, what you're able to envision for yourself. Like when we started this, I remember you recommending to me this book, uh, what was it called? Five Minute Millionaire, maybe something like that, right? And one oh, you know the One about? Minute Millionaire, yes, by One um, Minute Millionaire. Yeah, it's a great book. 
And part of the book was like visualize. And I'm like, blank. I can't even visualize because I've been through so much. Like you can't imagine having a better life when you are going through hardship after hardship after hardship, right? So all of that just made me feel like I'm the only one, you know? But nevertheless, I guess I was ready enough to jump in, even terrified, even, you know, doubting to no end, even skeptical. So I'm grateful for that because I did have some therapy, you know, until that point which I had to really continue it and even up it while going through this process. And again, I want to put it out there because it's a massive part of my success right now. So facing those demons, facing the poverty mentality, core beliefs, facing the fear of success, all of that had to happen as I'm going through it. And it's a very messy process. It's like, it's great seeing the podcast and seeing those checks and seeing the you know, people are like, well, you know, you just jump in and just do it 30 days later, you get a fat check. Mm. Not for me, maybe for someone else. It was a very messy process for me. So every module that I watched from your course, which was great, it's a five to 10 you know, minute, back then it was you know, five to 10 minute modules. That five minutes, when I stopped it, for me, it meant sometimes days of internal struggle. It wasn't just like, okay, get on the computer, do some comps. For me, it was like, can I even do this? This feels terrifying. I feel like I'm gonna die. So I just wanna make sure that it's out there. You know, what you see when you, and, and this is one of the biggest, biggest lessons that I'm taking away from this. Do not compare because you will despair. I kept comparing my inside and someone else's outside, all those checks, all those wins, all those, you know, great stories. And I'm like, wait, but are they single mom? Did they have the trauma that I had? You know, do they have support? I mean, I have no family support at all, like not financially, not physically, nothing. So, and I didn't have the finances to hire anyone. So I felt like I was between a hard place, a rock and a hard place. So to come back to your original question, how did I find the new, the first deal? I literally just did what you said to do, literally. Like, I'm like, I don't know what else to do. I might as well just follow whatever you're telling me to do, even if I don't trust you 100%, but like what other choice did I have? <laughs> so I did. I remember being back and forth between like which county, how do I pick the playground? And I remember calling you. And by the way, shout out, massive shout out to you with being so patient with me because I did call you. I don't know if you remember, I'm sure you remember um, for a good couple, I would say like a month or a month and a half. I'm like, hey, because I didn't know how it works, right? I'm like, can we do like a, like a weekly call, like just a five minute check in just to make sure I'm on track? And you were so nice about it. You're like, sure, <laughs> without realizing that you have like hundreds of students and like, how did you even make time for me? I don't know. But it was a really sweet thing for you to do that because I really did need that support, a little extra hand holding, and you didn't make me feel bad about it at all. So I really appreciated that. But yeah, so you suggested to either go out to Colorado or to stay local. And we came to a conclusion staying local is probably going to be the best thing. And I basically just, you know, looked at sold for sale and I looked at the area of land available per the population, like how many people are living in that area. So I ended up picking two counties. Uh, one bombed. The other one, I got a lot of responses. So I ended up sending neutral letters because I couldn't, I didn't know how to comp, right? So I'm like, I don't know how much anything is worth. And because I knew that I had to get comfortable speaking to people on the phone, I was very uncomfortable doing that. I kind of pushed myself, kind of like jumped into the deep end. I'm like, you know, I'm just have to pick up the phone and start talking. Even if I sound like an idiot, even if I don't know what I'm talking about, I have to start doing it. So I did. And I literally felt like I was going to have a nervous breakdown because <laughs> all of a what? sudden my phone starts. So you picked that area. You actually picked two, one bomb, the other, you got a lot of response. How did you find a list of landowners to send to in both of those areas? Again, followed what you taught. Like literally, I first tried doing it on my own. 
you know, using whatever tools you suggested at the time was priced, I believe. And you, you know, you show how to scrub it. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. And very quickly, I realized I cannot be scrubbing a list right now because I have four kids to take care of. I'm still doing my interior design business because I still need a cash, you know, coming in at the same time. I couldn't stop it. And so I felt like I'm just going to go insane. Like I was more time broke than money broke. And I'm like, I have to make some choices here, even though they're counterintuitive. I had to source it out. So I hired supercharged offers to do the first couple of mailings for me. And again, it's hard process. I didn't like, I remember getting that list back and I was like, there's a thousand tabs here. I don't know what I'm looking at. You know, it's overwhelming. But yeah, so I sent neutral letters. I was trying to field phone calls as fast as they were coming in, not really knowing what I was talking about, to be honest, but just trying to remember to write down the notes and like, you know, I just went back to my old leads and I was like, wow, what a mess. Like, I didn't know how to organize it. They weren't really saved anywhere. Like, it was just like, that, all right, you know. That's sending those neutral letters. And just so just so everyone knows in the audience, uh, Rhino Nation, a neutral letter is basically like, hey, my name's Alana. I'd like to buy your land at 123 Main Street if you're interested in an all cash, you know, fair price offer. Call me, text me, God bless. And you explain a little bit longer. I call postcards also neutral letters. We have the tribe postcard. If anybody wants to copy that, just go to the landsharks.com forward slash postcard. But that's a neutral letter. So you ultimately become that person that they want you to be like a, a land appraiser. So like a lot of people call asking, you know, how much would you give me? Really, they want to know what their land's worth. And then we got the land offer letter, which is more of a blind offer. It's a specific offer for your land. And there's really no communication other than they just sign it and send it back. Sometimes they call just to, you know, give you a hard time because you offered too little. And sometimes they call to see, is this really for real? Is this a scam? And if anybody wants to copy of that land offer letter, uh, I am seeing by far the best results from the land offer letter. That's the landsharks.com forward slash LOL as in land offer letter or laugh out loud because I just got a smoking hot deal. So you sent the neutral letter to both of those counties. What did that first deal look like? The first one that you bought and made money on. So let me just tell you, I sent 2000 mailers um, and they cost me a little under 2000, whatever 0.87 cents, I think, or 87 cents per letter. And I got eight contracts, eight. Okay. Eight contracts from 2000 mailers, eight contracts. Yeah. But wait, don't get excited because I didn't know what I was looking at. Right. So I got a bunch of contracts with landlocked piece of garbage, basically, (laughs) you know, all of them were terrible. I even managed even to get one that was double landlocked. Have you ever seen a piece of land that was double landlocked? I managed to get it. Okay. You would, you would. (laughs) For real. Like I'm like, so my type, but thank God. This is where my more of a cautious nature like comes in handy because I didn't rush to buy it. I didn't rush. I'm like, wait, okay, I got under contract. Now let me start doing my due diligence, which again, I had to learn how to do was taking a long time, but it's all part of the process. So anyway, I ended up canceling six contracts. It wasn't like, I just want to say like, you know, there was this rep about getting something on a contract and then misleading the seller saying you're going to buy, but then you don't buy it. That wasn't the case. The case was, is that I'm going to get on the contract. I'm going to do my due diligence. I'm going to call you back, whether it's a good deal or not. So for me, so I was very transparent. You honored your word. You honored your word with the seller. 
Absolutely. No one was upset at me. It wasn't like, oh my God, you scammed me. It was like, oh, okay, we understand. Like they actually knew. They were like, they couldn't believe their luck that someone wanted to buy their piece of land. So when they I called them back, they were some, like, some dummy's finally <laughs> going to buy this land from me. And then they realized well, you weren't a dummy. <laughs> well, I was, but then I wasn't. So, <laughs> so yeah. So really, I got two deals out of that 2000 mailer. But one deal was out of my control that had some title issues. I actually found a buyer for it. They even gave me a deposit, but just the family members could not agree on, you know, getting it done. And it was so like, it's something that you kind of learn and it's experience. Like you see some people just are not willing to even do like five minutes of work to help someone. Like that was the situation. They just weren't willing to do anything. They were just too lazy, I guess, or something. I don't know. So that was like kind of out of my hands, but I do consider it as a deal because I did do all the work. I did find a seller. I did find a buyer. Yes. You, when you get paid, that's when you like, okay, I got paid. This is a real deal, but it's important for me to recognize it as a win because I'm so hard on myself anyway, to begin with. So, and it, I feel like it is because I, I took it through the entire process. And then first deal, the last deal that actually I did get paid for, again, it was a piece of property that wasn't buildable. Okay. It was on a steep slope. It was too small. And I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And you're so good with creativity, like with, with creative ways of, you know, handling properties. And I'm always blown away, by the way, on these calls of like the ideas you come up with. And I'm like, oh my God, that is brilliant. And it was one of the things you teach is, you know, neighbors, call the neighbors, find out, you know, neighbors always want to expand the property. I mean, almost always, you know, a lot of times. And so I put in a lot of work. You know, I, I did do everything you, you teach, the signs, you know, whatever, neighbor letters, everything. I did it all. Facebook, Craigslist, everything. But one of the neighbors did respond and he was a hard lead because he, he wouldn't call me back and I had to keep following up. And I did. Uh, that's another thing. Like, it's a good thing. Um, you know, there's a lot of things like, you know, I do get scared a lot with new things. I overthink, but I I am persistent. I feel like that's one thing that really got me to the place that I'm at. I am persistent. I don't give up. So quitting was not an option from the start. It wasn't going to be an option. So I kept following up. And finally, this guy, I realized he was an older gentleman. He was a pretty like, he wasn't well. He was in and out of the hospitals. And finally, I got him on the phone and he's like, listen, I was just speaking to my granddaughter. She's five years old today. And I just asked her, I'm like, should I buy this piece of land? Because she's going to get my house and my land anyway. It's really going to be hers. And she's like, sure. So I'm going to go for it. <laughs> and I could not believe that my future was like hinging on this five-year-old's, you know, decision. But it was it was great. So what I ended up signing it. What a wise, little, beautiful soul. I mean, maybe she's watching the news. Maybe she's seeing like Warren Buffett and Bill totally. Gates are out there buying all this land. And she's like, yeah. Grandpa, let's let's just buy the land. That's so amazing. So, all right, keep going. Five-year-old said, let's buy it. Let's buy it. And so I got on the contract for some amount. I don't remember what it was. Thinking that it's not landlocked, right? Do my due diligence. I think you said 5,000. I remember this deal. 5,000? I think it was 5,000. Maybe, you got it maybe I, I don't remember what I offered it. Maybe 5,000. I don't remember, but I realized it wasn't buildable. So then I called the seller back terrified, by the way. I'm like renegotiating, negotiating, negotiating sale. like what? I don't do stuff like that. It was completely out of my depth. And so I called the seller back and um, I was like, look, it's not buildable. I can't really buy it. I don't know what to do with it. Like, what are you willing to do? I'm like, do you want to just get it off your hands? And he's like, you know what? Yes, I've been paying taxes on it for too long. I don't want it. You just take it. I'm like, $10? He's like, sure. <laughs> I'm like, really? He's like, yes. Okay. So then I get this property for $10 on the contract. Let's not breeze over that. $10? Like you asked a little uncertain, but also with a question at the same time. Like 
the guy, like that was like an extreme anchor. Only lower you could have went was free. Right. So nice work. I don't, I don't want to breeze over that because sometimes we get to ask those questions that hurt our bellies, make us a little Very sick much. to our stomach. And you did. Mm-hmm. So he agreed for because, $10. Yeah. Because the truth is I knew that I wasn't going to get it otherwise. Like I wasn't going to buy it. I wasn't going to deal with that otherwise because it's just, it's not, it's not a good piece of property. So you know, for me or for whatever, not from, you know, I just wasn't comfortable with paying anything for it. Cause I didn't know how I was going to sell it. So, and he was, to- he got it. Like he was a really nice man. He was like, I just want, I want it off my hands. So I got it for $10. I assigned it to the neighbor for $5,000. So, okay. So you are going to give the seller $10. The neighbor and the five-year-old granddaughter are buying it from you for 5,000. What yes. was your total? And they were really happy. Any other Well, I think I had like a couple hundred dollars on the title company fee. It was like maybe two, three hundred dollars they charged me for because they didn't even want to insure it. They didn't want to insure it because it was it wasn't, you know, it was very low value for them. So they were nice about it. They weren't like, you know, they didn't overcharge me. But then I felt bad and I actually ended up mailing the seller a hundred dollar check, not ten dollars, because I was like, <laughs> I just wanna like be nice about it. You know, I just I was also so grateful because it was my first deal. I was like, so I sent him a hundred dollars. So probably like four forty five hundred, forty five, forty six hundred net profit. Four thousand five hundred dollars on your first round of mailers. Here we go. Here comes the victory bell, ladies and gentlemen. And that's a warning to you wearing those headphones. That's amazing. All right. So what did that feel like? You know, how did the rest of that day look? Did you believe this was real? Like what emotions were going through your head at this point? Because you used the word terror, terrified, terrified multiple times. And then this five-year-old came in and bought a piece of land from you. Well, there's a couple of things. Number one, it just put things in perspective for me. Like, first of all, it taught me to, yes, you need to put in effort, but I tend to overdo it. You know, I tend to do too much sometimes. And I really, really, I put in hours and hours and hours trying to sell this piece of land. And here it came out of nowhere. Did I even think that a five-year-old was going to be so integral to me selling this deal? No. So I feel like it's important to show up for me personally. It's important to show up for my personality type. It's important to do the work. But ultimately, you need to surrender the outcome because you don't know how it's going to work out. It might be even better than what you thought. You know, it might come from a completely different source. So that's lesson number one that was massive for me. Lesson number two is that, yes, I would love to say like, oh, my God, I felt euphoric and it was amazing. It wasn't because honestly, I still felt like it was a fluke. I still felt like it was a very messy process. I didn't know what the heck happened, to be honest. The whole process of closing a deal and assigning a deal, I didn't even know what those words meant. So it was confusing and it was still very scary. Yes. There was a moment of like, wow, I can't believe this just happened. What, what? I can't believe it. The disbelief. And you know, I'm like, oh my God, but did I think it was going to happen again? Mm -mm, I didn't. I was like, I don't know. Maybe this was just a fluke. Uh, I got lucky. I don't know. This is crazy. Like it's not going to happen again. Oh my gosh. And here it's happening four more times. So this fifth land deal that's closing, I think you said this week, next week, uh, it closed already. The check is in the mail. What's that check coming? What what does that check look like? So gross profit, $20,500. And that's my biggest deal so far. $20,500. Ladies and gentlemen, Alana Cohen, one last word of advice before I ask you how people can get in touch with you. What would you tell that single mom that hates that nine to five job? What would you tell that person? What would you tell her? Like, what would you tell her to do? Courses to take? What's that advice look like? Okay. So I thought about it. There's a bunch of things that 
I would say, I would love to have heard a year ago. Okay. But again, it's, you know, this is just my experience, obviously. Right. So, and sometimes we still have to go through whatever we have to go through to come out and be like, oh, that's the lesson, you know? But again, I'm just sharing what worked for me and uh, what helped me to get to this point. Number one, very important, heal your trauma and change your negative core beliefs. That's a foundation. That's a foundation for life, for business, for relationships, for parenting, everything. Okay. So that's definitely number one. And it doesn't, you know, I feel like it has to, for me, at least I needed to continue it because every milestone you hit, you're like, there's another set of challenges and fears that you haven't addressed yet. So I feel like that's super, super important. Number two, figure out how to get enough support. And by that, I, especially women, especially with a family, I had to make a huge leap of faith and hire a housekeeper to do my laundry because all my time was going to doing my laundry and cooking for my kids. And it is a very big priority for me and a value to be there for my kids. I didn't want to outsource that for the longest time. My youngest was already six, but it was more of a mindset thing. Like I don't have the money and I don't deserve it. And who do I think I am? Only rich people do that. You know, like things like you kind of grow up with, you really have to challenge. So I had to do that. And by the way, here is the crazy part is, you know, we always talk about how you have to take the step and then the step appears, right? You have to take that leap and then the step appears. And that's really what happened with, with this because I did not know how I was going to afford a housekeeper. I couldn't even pay my bills, right? Very unexpectedly, one of my closest, closest friends who's like my soul sister came into wealth. Like one morning she just woke up and there were, there was a lot of money available to her and she wanted me to succeed so badly that she offered to supplement my income to pay the housekeeper and some other small bills so that I could work on my business. And again, so if I would, if it would be me listening to this, I would be like, well, it happens to other people it will never happen to me. Okay. So, but it happened to me. So that's another huge lesson. And it gave me a lot of confidence to just keep taking that step, even though I don't see a step there. I don't see ground, you know, but it's going to, it does a pair. <laughs> so that's number two. Number three, keep surrendering the outcome, keep cultivating faith while trying to imperfectly show up every day. When you fall off the wagon, whether it takes a day or a few weeks, it doesn't matter. Don't compare yourself. Someone that has all the time in the world that doesn't have even one kid, right? Is very, very different. Someone that's trying to really be there for two, three, four, one kid, whatever. So just Keep getting on the, that horse. Keep working through your fears and keep doing it. Know yourself. Know your strengths. Know your weaknesses. Know how you work best. Figure out how you're going to get to where you want to get to. You know, I knew very quickly, I realized I don't have the time to scrub my own lists, even though, again, how am I going to do it? I don't know how I'm going to do it, but not like that. Okay, so figure out what you need to get the job done. Um, and again, that's also trial and error. It's messy. It's not like you're not going to just know that. Then prepare yourself to eat a lot of humble pies. For me personally, it's really hard not to be good at something, especially publicly. Okay, to get on the phone and sound like I don't know what I'm talking about was actually really painful physically for me. Okay, <laughs> also coming from you know, a business that I already did figure out. I felt very confident in it. I felt like I knew what I'm doing. I know I have my processes down pat. Like it was just felt very uncomfortable. And I had to really show up on those Q and A's every single week, week after week and sound like an idiot asking questions that a lot of people already knew answers to. And that's what I had to do. And that's okay. There's a couple more things. You have to take care of yourself physically. It's not an option. You have to eat, you have to drink water and you have to exercise. I don't care how. I don't care even how much, just do it because <laughs> that's a non-negotiable. Also, I found that the more I worked out physically and I felt stronger physically and more fit, the more it gave me the empowerment to be like, oh, if I could do it physically, I could probably do it in other areas of my life. I already talked about it, but I'm just going to say it again. Do not compare. Do not compare. Whatever you do, do not compare. Shut out the noise and just do what you think you need to do next. 
and then surround yourself with the winners in the industry, you know, you have to get support, especially someone from like me who doesn't have any background in this stuff. Okay. I had to, the first available support was Q and A's with you, which were invaluable. Then I realized I need more than that. So then I think Justin mentioned, uh, there's an accountability group that kind of broke off, you know, off the Landsharks community, Will, Justin and other people. And so we decided to meet Mondays and Fridays to set the goals and to finish the week with what did we do that? And that changed, that was a game changer. But then I even took it a step further. And now I have an income generating action accountability partner, Eric. Also want to give him a shout out. Not a land shark, by the way, not even a part of this community. It doesn't matter. I don't, I, it's funny. We, t- we laugh about it because it doesn't even matter whether we read our texts or not. It just matters that it's out there and we have to come back and say whether I did it or not. So I do that daily with him in the morning and in the afternoon, we call it book ending. Okay. Eric, who, what's his last name? I want to know this guy. Uh, I think his last name is Levy, but I'm not sure even. That's funny because I literally, I, we, I literally just met him like not that long ago. And we're like, you know, can we try that. Income generating action partner. I missed it. I was trying to write that down. Income generating tasks, action partner, because as you know, my brain goes a thousand miles per hour. I get variable one with priorities. Like, what do I do first? What do I do next? And you always talk about like, whatever gets you paid, like buyers, sellers, mail, this is what you need. But when it comes down to it, there's so many different tasks and so many different priorities that you still have to keep doing, working on your business, in your business. So I have to be laser focused every single day, even if it's three things, but income generating directly income generating tasks, I have to put them out there and really, uh, you know, keep myself focused. So that's been a game changer for sure. And lastly, mindset is everything. Just don't ever stop working on it. Even if you think you're, you know, you have a good mindset, it could still get better. Meaning the success ceiling is, is an illusion. It's not really there. It's really whatever we think it is. So. Wow. Wow. I feel like I just took drink like three Red Bulls during this interview. <laughs> Rhino Nation, you heard it. Single mother of four took the leap of faith, got past the terror you know, breaking through her limitations, getting over that trauma, all these things. 2,000 letters got her one deal, that first deal that got her paid $4,500. She sent out neutral letters using supercharged offers. I love Alicia over there. Shout out to her. This lady's buying land from another country. Alicia lives in another country and she also is a land investor. That's why I love her. Uh, I've been using PropStream a lot lately and I want to go back though. $4,500 $4,500 in that first deal. You found the buyer, ended up being a five-year-old and her grandfather from a neighbor letter, sending letters out to the neighbors. Neighbors always want the land next to them. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. The fifth deal, $20,500 heading your way in the mail. God bless. That's amazing. Thanks for being such a go-giver. Before I end the, the podcast, how can people get in touch with you, Alana? Yeah, thank you for giving me the opportunity. Okay, so my phone number is 908 908- Three seven nine nine four one zero, and my email address is landthatdeal at gmail.com. Land that deal. I do want to say though, uh, yeah. So if if I could be of service to anyone, or even just to give you a little extra boost, or you know, if you feel I don't know down or something or doubtful about this, I'm definitely happy to be there for anyone that needs to. I do want to say though, I wanted to make sure that I really thank everyone that's been a part of this until now. Number one, you obviously, Brent, thank you so much for creating this course, for getting the word out there, for doing such a great job at marketing. Cause like you really do help people and it's not a scam. It's not a scam. What do you know? (laughs) So I really super appreciate that and be willing to like really be there. 
obviously Bill Rafter is great. He's been there for me. Oh, Josh, Bill. Ross, wow, Bill. Bill's great. Josh, Ross, Dan, a bunch of other land sharks that I probably don't. I'm sorry if I'm missing someone, but I can't even tell you how much the support meant to me. Like I had to reach out for help and you were there. I do also want to say that um, I did hire a one-on-one coach who got into the nitty gritty with me. Like I needed that for a while and their names are John Claiborne and Jason Casco. And they have been incredible. They really got like into the nitty gritty with me. They had my help when you weren't available because like you have a life and you have other students. So I just really want to thank them so, so much because I mean, they've been a blessing. Amazing. Rhino Nation, here you have it. I hope you've been charged up from this interview. I hope it brought value to your life. If you're looking to take that next step, take that leap of faith, even though you can't see the stone or the step. I love that. I'm taking that from you, Alana. Take a leap and the step appears. I want you to head on over to the wholesalinginc.com, wholesalinginc.com forward slash land. Schedule a call today and start taking the steps to build your future. God bless. Until the next time. See you later. Bye, Alana. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.